Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and I am obsessed with helping people get their financial and personal lives in order. Every week, my guests and I explore the fundamentals and practices that will help you stay on top of your game in business, but also at home. I believe we all have different pathways we have to take to reach our peak performance so that we can live up to our peak potential. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you get there. I'm excited to share the insights and habits that my guests and I have cultivated throughout our lives so that we can help you on your journey towards a happy, successful, and fulfilling life. Let's jump right into today's show. Hello. Welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and today we welcome back my friend and colleague, Brian from Echelon Technologies. Welcome back, Brian. Hi. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. So in previous episodes, we have really drilled down into Cybersecurity 101. We shared some stories, unfortunate stories, about what is going on out there between just Uh, the dark web, and then the surface web. We talked about that. And then acronyms to teach uh, what to look out for, but kind of some steps. So all of that's been linked up in previous episodes uh, in the description boxes. And I'm going to do that again in this episode. But today I'd like to have a, a shorter episode to really talk through some steps. If a person is going to use a cybersecurity team, what what does the cybersecurity team do? And I know that you have a story, I think, with one of your clients prior to having you guys on board. Um, just some of the things you can face as a small business owner if you don't take this seriously. So I'm going to let you dive in and share some steps. That way people can see, all right, if I don't have this, I need to check this off the list. I need to get this going. And then um, how this really worked within one of your client firms. So I'll let you take it from there, Brian. Okay, great. Thank you. And thanks again for having me back. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so today I want to share a story um, about a CPA firm that we work with um, and how he got to our to, to our state and, and how, how he came to us for uh, really helping to manage and mitigate the risk that he is sitting on. Um, and it all stems from one final story of his, a previous partner of his who, uh, at, a, at their, at their prior company, um, the reception, the new receptionist actually got hit with a business email compromise, a, a whale phishing email. So okay. they impersonated the CEO, um, asked her to wire $20,000 off during what well, he was in a meeting, needed her to wire the money off while he was in the meeting and email him to let him know that it had been done. And he would, he would call her once he got out of the meeting. So she did that, um, didn't think anything of it. Too much. Um, two weeks, a few days later, they came back and tried to hit him again. So two things make raise red flags oh, there. Wow. Really, they let twenty grand go out the door and didn't realize it. Well, yeah, they were that they were that big, that much cash flow. Two, the the guys had enough guts to come back and do it again. Okay. So um, lots of meat in the whale meat. I don't know fishing. Okay, so a new hire has access to wire information. Okay, so. This could be any one of us that just goes, okay, we're in an interesting environment now trying to hire teams. This person is new and wired that much money, assuming just, okay, this new boss wants this. I mean, this is huge because we wouldn't assume that people that we would hire would approve such things. Just we wouldn't think 
common sense. That would, that would be a natural reaction. And then it happened a second time. So, I mean, this is so key how education is so important for any people on the team. Absolutely. Oh and, you know, her position was such that she would be in, she would handle money like that. Um, this company is a multi-million dollar company. So 20 grand going out the door was not, I mean, it, it wasn't until the second time that she actually called the CEO and said, do you really, am I really supposed to send this again? He said, what do you mean again? Right. <laughs> so she didn't last very long, unfortunately, but it's just a testament to, you know, again, the humans being the weakest link. So the, the, they were partners at the time. So this gentleman who I speak of now, the CPA firm, he's he's out on his own. Um, he has two offices, uh, one in Missouri and one in Arizona, which is probably too much information in itself. But he came to us and said, look, I want to mitigate my risk. I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I am not, you know, I don't have a bunch of the data out there or you know, a bunch of risk sitting out there. And sure enough, he does. He has uh, about $335,000 in residual risk that he's sitting on. And that comes in the form of all kinds of different things, um, such as a clearinghouse number, social security information, email, uh, PII, personal identifiable information, credit card information, Visa, MasterCard, US driver's licenses, yeah. American Express is on there. All these things are on his local systems that if he were to get hacked right he's you know he's going to jail probably um quite honestly but his business is certainly going to be under so these are things that you can take that business owners can take steps that they can take today that doesn't have to you know break the bank which the first would be to get a risk assessment performed on your business like a business valuation it's a risk assessment for the practice the business okay right 100%. And this is going to evaluate local devices, the networks, things that are on there, you know, PII, the different things that I just described. Because today it's not so much about technology and it crippling your systems. It's the risk that you sit on. You know, you try and get cyber liability insurance these days. Five years ago, a few years ago, it was one page, one page application. Now it's like 18 pages. And they're very selective at who they take. And they are very quick to deny claims. Interesting. So as a small to medium business owner, it's imperative that you partner with a company that's going to make sure you check all the boxes because it's not a matter of if you're going to get hit, it's when you're going to get hit. Can you, I know you've, I've gone to different conferences and we've heard some talks about this. And I, I ask people, what do you have in place? And a lot of people shake their head that they don't have anything and they go, it's a gimmick. You don't really need these things. But what was a ramification for one of either a client or one that you know about where if the errors and emissions insurance didn't cover and they didn't have this other policy, lack of training, what was one of the biggest hits you saw a company face from a liability perspective? There's one pretty big one. Uh, it had like it was like 1.2 million or something like that was was the the fines that yeah, they were fines. looking at. So who's assessing these fines? Yeah. Do you know? They're healthcare. They're a healthcare organization. Okay. So not only did they have HIPAA that they were dealing with, but also PCI. Um, so they had credit card information on there, um, and then of course you know the all the HIPAA stuff and the PII. So there was three different areas that they were really. Yeah, and I'm just suffering. thinking as an insurance broker, you know, I've had your team help me with some of the implementation, um, but those of you in the financial services that take on social security numbers, we do have some of the e-applications have that security where it goes direct to the carriers and the underwriters, but it's even any of my friends that are watching, 
you know, you can see where this can be really detrimental if you don't have those layers. Like you were talking about the onion in the first episode or second, um, peeling back the onion of all the things that could happen. And these people are very smart, um, maybe a little bored during COVID to, to be more <laughs> creating more problems for us. Um, but yeah, they're, they're creating new ways every day. So, um, I'm certainly going to link up your, your information so people can ask you questions and see, um, is there a way that you can help or, um, have a partner that can help them throughout the nation? I know that listeners are not always in Arizona, but you guys help all over the nation, I believe. Correct. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So any final takeaways for the listeners today, as far as even if you're not a business owner, um, or, you know, I could even say as an, as a new hire, if you're new, if you're a new hire, maybe it's, it's also part of your responsibility, not just the company that's hiring you to take some initiatives and learn a little bit more. And we've talked about making sure you pick up the phone to verify. Maybe we'll land there, Brian. What, what would be just some things for individuals just to be aware of and, and, and maybe pull in some things we've talked about from previous episodes, which I don't mind, but what would be a, maybe a couple things to finish up with today just to implement as an individual? Sure. Uh, I mean, as an individual, I mean, it always goes back to the stop, look, and think, right? Mm-hmm. Just slow down. We've got to slow down a little bit. Um, we've got to, when we're dealing with email, that's where they're trying to get us. So let's think about where, where are they really trying to hit us? Because we are what the bad guys are going after, we as humans. So they're going to go after our emails. They're going to go after our phones. They're going to go after our texts. So it's more important than ever to be savvy about this, about that. If you get your, your spam risk come across on your, on your caller ID, don't answer it. I, I'm amazed at how many people still answer that when they, when they see okay. the caller ID come across. Well, now, or, you know, before we can wrap up then, I need to ask you a question. If you're answering these spam calls, is there a way for them to then do something else if you say hello? If you say hello, oftentimes they're going to probe you for information. But for one, it also lets them know that a live person does mm-hmm. answer that that phone call. So this is a live number. Okay. So they're going to keep, keep hitting it, keep hitting it, keep hitting it. Um, and then, again, if they get you live and you're talking to them, they're going to try and sound extremely convincing, especially the elderly folks that answer those yeah. those calls. It's, it's not Microsoft calling you. Microsoft isn't going to call you <laughs> right. and tell you you have a, a ransom, you have a virus on your computer. IRS is not going to call you and tell them you owe them money. Yep. They're going to send you letters. So things like that, just think logically. Does it make sense? Does it feel, does it feel off? That's trust your gut. I guess that's like perfect for any lesson. Stop and smell the roses. Stop and think we all need to kind of slow down as it is. And you know, they're certainly taking advantage of us as just being really busy people. So if anything we could close with just, you know, kind of slowing down and just really does something make sense? And if not verify. And so that's a good rule of practice really for anything. So, um, for those of you who are just listening into this episode, we have a couple more with a lot more, uh, information jam packed in. So, uh, appreciate you all being here, Brian, thanks for coming back. And I really appreciate all the stories and the information and hopefully people will take some action today with what you've taught them. So thanks again. Thank you, Amber. It's been my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of The Amber Stitch Show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.